the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Welcome once again to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense, where the studio lines are open, but the studio doors are closed because it's too doggone chilly outside this morning. So, how are you doing, A little bit Larry? of a chill factor this morning, Chris, <laughs> but it'll be okay. It'll be all right. We'll, we'll live through it. We will yes, indeed. Yes, sir. We always do. Yeah, we, we seem to be able to live to find another day, and I'm yep, not so yep. sure that's true of the markets these days, though. What do you think? Clear skies out, though. Very nice. Yeah, yeah, it's nice to see the blue. I love the blue. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, you know, the big question is what's going to happen tomorrow? Is it going to be rain, sleet, snow, ice? If you don't like the weather, it's still up in day. the air. Yeah, still up in the air. We'll have to wait and see. But, in the uh, air, but it won't. It is a little bit chilly, and it, as it should be in February, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, there you go. Hang on. It'll be it'll be gone soon enough. So, well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal's show. And what a week we had in the markets, huh, Chris? That's right. And who needs King's Dominion when you've got the stock market? <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah. So, you know, the the uh, the Dow has actually shed over 1,095 points for the week. <clears throat> Check it out, right? Uh, What's going on? What was the big sell-off yesterday, Friday? Dropped 665 points. Why? What's the story here? Is this a correction we've been thinking might happen? You know, look, let's take a look at it. Too much good news is a little too much good news, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so so basically the the what's attributed to the market volatility and, and swings and stuff, believe it or not, is economic news, not the stuff that's been going on in Congress, okay? Mm-hmm. But economic news, and, and the, biggest, the biggest part is we had such a great jobs number the other day, mm-hmm. and then we had hourly wages continuing to increase. They rose by 0.3%, which is nearly a 2.9% year-over-year increase, which is the fastest wage increase in the last eight years. Mm-hmm. And when you get a, a big wage number, the biggest risk to the stock market rally, I, I mean, it, it, it becomes a big risk because it means that the Fed 
may get a little bit more aggressive sooner rather than later in raising interest rates to sort of stave off inflation. We're starting to see now more details inside the jobs numbers as, as we start to unpack this now that, that wages are starting to rise, which is a good thing, right? Don't get me wrong. It's a very, very good thing. But now companies are competing for workers uh, in, in, in the skilled areas, and they're pushing up wages. That's going to tend to trend towards more inflation. And when inflation's ticking higher, we get we get interest rates going up. That's one of the reasons that we saw the rise in the ten year number the other day. And and so while interest rates rising is a good thing, the fear in the stock market is that they rise too much too quickly, mm-hmm. and therefore the stocks you know stocks will will sort of lose steam. So I think the the sell off here is a little bit ahead of itself. We've got a long way to go before interest rates in the economy really get large enough or high enough to sort of stave off capital and slow the economy over to a recession. So yes, a little bit of a pullback right now going on. And one of the big questions, one of the big unknowns is, you know, the new Fed chairs coming in. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Is he going to be more hawkish? What's going to happen? Are they going to are they going to tighten the economy sooner rather than later? That's the big unknown. The so big all of question. this is indecisiveness and uh, un- unclear futures, which is what's causing the market to go crazy. Is that what you're saying? Uh, it hits the nail right on the head, Chris. The yeah. markets need clarity of direction. So you know this this is a good lesson though. You know when 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 we go back and take a look. First of all, let's let's just take a look. This is through Friday here. You know the Dow is still up three percent for the year. Mm-hmm. The Nasdaq's up. Almost five, and the S and P's up three. So you know the the markets are still up, right? <laughs> it looks like a sale to me. I mean, it, it looks does like- look like a nice sale. That's correct. So so taking a look here, back the last seven years. Okay, I did a little research this morning, looking at the last seven years from two thousand and ten through now. We've had seven pullbacks in the marketplace. And during those periods of time, you know, in in October of 2011, we had a 19% pullback. Mm -hmm. July of 2010, we had a 16% pullback. Mm -hmm. October of 2014, we had a 7% pullback. We've had 12 pullbacks. August of 2015, we had a 12% pullback. February of 2016, we had a 13% pullback. This is in the S&P. So, so we've had seven pretty sizable pullbacks over the last seven and a half-ish years, and we have not fallen into a recession. These pullbacks have been circumstantial. They've been circumstantially distressed, not structurally distressed, but circumstantially distressed issues that pop up in the economy, just like this one now. The question is, okay, we've got facts. Wages are rising. Interest rates are climbing, Okay. But the the unknown portion is, what's the Fed going to do? Is the Fed going to continue to tighten on their interest rates? Because when the 10-year starts to pop up, it shows good business activity, right? And it is. Wages are rising. Okay? But if it gets too high, that's the question. That's the uncertainty that, that Wall Street was looking at just the other day. So, you know, stay tuned. It'll be okay. But that leads us into some topics that we need to talk about this morning when when we when we're talking about investments and strategies and cash flows and risk and all that type of stuff. The market. Remember, the markets always take the elevator down and the steps up. They always do.
Okay. Interesting. Okay. So maybe it's time to get a little bit back to basics a little bit here. So we'll, we'll, we'll do that. Go ahead and give us a ring this morning at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. We're going to be talking about the markets, the economy today. We're going to talk about some unexpected issues that pop up in retirement years. So give us a call here at Larry Rosenthal Show, 855-ROSE-123. Back in a moment with more Making Money Sense. And so, Larry, as we go to this break, I was just thinking, that's what I should do. I should take the elevator down in the stairs up more often. I'd be in better shape, don't you think? There you go. Sometimes it's harder walking down with the knees. You know? <laughs> it can be. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Have you ever wanted to be part of something big? Nonprofit organization called Stars Children Africa. Do you want to be a part of something that changes a child's life? Orphans who are high school age who would not have a chance to get education otherwise? Now you can be part of something that brings hope. What we do is we actually pay for the school fees. For about the cost of a new suit, you can change an orphan's future for a whole year. We pay for the school fees, and that averages around $500 to $550 a year total. That means food, lodging, the teaching, the education part, the the uniform, that whole thing. Call now, 703-201-2494. Or go to starschildrenafrica.org. For a dollar and a half a day, one child would be educated for that year in high school. 703-201-2494. Call right now. For $500 a year, you can change an orphan's life. 703-201-2494. For more information about how Larry and his team can help you, go to LarryRosenthal.com. You're listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show. If you'd like to dial in, here's a phone number for you, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123 to ask any questions of Larry Rosenthal, our financial and retirement expert here in studio, answering your calls right now. Again, that number, 855-767-3123. Larry? Sure, Chris. So let's, let's get back to basics here. You know, the... The market got a little jittery with with bouts of inflation fears, uh, which spiked the ten year note, uh, the, the, the t- which basically made interest rates rise the other day. The the market sell off yesterday was orderly; it wasn't a panic thing at all. And and we just have to digest where we are right now in the cycle, and how soon and how much the Fed is going to raise this year. So we'll get some clarity of direction in the few weeks coming forward. But again. Let's do some basic blocking and tackling now. I've heard people talk about, um, uh, <clears throat> you know, over the last several months, hey, Larry, you think we should take more risk? You think we should retool our portfolios to get more growth? What do you think we should do? We, you know, we need to take advantage of this right now. And, 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 and I've started hearing that from friends, from some clients too. And, and my conversation is this is, well, if the markets were, were – were, were just normal, would you want to change your risk tolerance? And they would say no. And I'd say, well, remember, understand this, that 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 the history of our stock market, meaning the Dow, and, and check this out, Chris, because this is how we have to really understand this. 
The Dow Jones Industrial Average since 1926 has returned 10.02% on the average. Okay? Mm. That's a nice number, right? Yeah, healthy. So over the last 96 years, how many times has the market returned 2% higher and 2% lower than the average? So if the average is 10, I'm just going to round now. If the average is 10, how many times has it returned between 8 and 12? And the answer is five times. In other words, we live in a market of extremes, extreme highs and extreme lows. So, so yes, we want to capture this, but we also don't want to lose our risk levels. We don't want to make, we don't want to make unnecessary risk moves because we want to capture a little bit more upside in, in, in a market like this. Well, those aren't huge swings either. I mean, 2% either side, that's not huge. That's not a huge swing, but my point is it's only happened not five times mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because we have a market of extremes basically is what, is what we have. So, so when people are talking today or, or, or over the last several months about taking more risk, you know, it's just a matter of time before reality comes back and we get somewhat of a correction like this. And then people will panic and go to the other side, and that's not right. What you need to do is you need to build a portfolio, uh, your investments. You need to have your money in, in, in stocks and bonds and cash of different risk levels so that during good times you're getting a very nice return, and during correction times you're not getting hurt as much as the leading market indexes okay, or indices. So, so that's where, where you have to really take a look at your portfolio construction, how much money is in the different places that you have. Now, I'm getting a little bit ahead of the curve here because this is just a, you know, hopefully it's just a short-term little blip, right? You know, see how the market feels in, in, in the coming week. But we want to make sure we always keep an eye on the downside protection uh, of our investments. And, and this past week is a good indicator of, you know, keeping your risk levels in mind. So there's three things that I want to talk about today regarding this. And this is, you know, if you want information on this, feel free to give us a call. I'll be happy to send you out some literature on, on how to assess your risk. But basically, one of the things you want to take a look at is the standard deviation or take a look at your investments to see what kind of highs and lows they have over the last three years, the last five years, the last 10 years. You know that that'll give you an idea. You can you can drop your investments into a Morningstar, or or speak with your financial advisor and say, hey, show me the swings, the highs and lows in my investments. It's called standard deviation. That'll give you an idea of you know what if if the market does this up or that down, how are my investments predicted to act? That's one of the ways that you can take a look at it and see if you're comfortable with it or not. Another way is, is to look at something called what, what we call the Sharpe Ratio. And, and basically, this is just you know a fancy little thing. It's, it, it's a tool that we use all the time. And, and just, sort of to, just sort of to break it down a, a little bit, the Sharpe Ratio is a calculation. And you can drop your investments again into Morningstar or ask your financial advisor, hey, what is my Sharpe Ratio in my investments right now? And basically what you're asking is, you know, if, if we were to find a risk-free investment, which the government 10-year bond is usually known as, okay, so, so the, government, the government sells bonds. They sell a three-month bond, a, a two-year bond, a 10-year bond, a 30-year bond, and, and, and many more. 
The 10-year bond is sitting at about 2.8% right now, and that's considered to be the risk-free investment because it's backed by the, by, by the U.S. government, right? So, so let's just round it up to three and say it's sitting at three, just so I can do math easy here, and your investments are making, let's say, seven. So all you're going to do is just say, okay, seven minus the risk-free number of three gives me a four. So I have a positive sharp ratio there. So as long as your sharp ratio is a little bit more than the market, you're you're being rewarded for the risk that you're taking. Plus, you can look really smart when you go into your financial advisor and say, "Hey, what's my sharp ratio?" No, right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then the other common common use uh, uh, for for measuring risk is something called beta, B E T A, and and and. Um, uh, now, I know what you're thinking, Chris, the old Betamax, right? But no, this is a different one, right? Sony um, Betamax, yeah. Yeah, so so the market has a beta of 1.00, and this measures sort of systematic risk of the market. So if the market has a beta of 1.00, and your investments, after they that you put them into a, a software program, and it says your beta is 1.1, then that means you have 10% more risk than the market. If your beta is maybe... Point eight. That means you have twenty percent less risk than what's in the market. So it's important to understand these three measurements of risk. And 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 over the last several months, a lot of people have not paid attention, and a lot of people have tried to take more and more risk, unnecessary risk. So just remember, your the the core components of your portfolio are are, are going to sort of stay in place a lot along the way. So you want to make sure that you. You're keeping an eye on those three risk measurements, and it's really important, to, especially if we continue to see some more volatility. You don't want to be the first car down in the, in, in the roller coaster, right? I actually like that myself, but <laughs> for other reasons. You know. I stay off roller coasters. I'm yeah. not a roller coaster fan. <laughs> so I love them. I think they're great. Yep. But 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 those are the, the those are the important things today that, that that we need to sort of keep an eye on. You know, this past week I was I was out uh, at a conference in in Las Vegas a, a uh, with Voya a uh, a conference an investment conference and there, there were financial advisors hundreds of them from all around the country. And uh, I was asked to uh, uh, teach a class, so I, I was, uh, you know, a, a, a main speaker on a breakout breakout session. And basically, I was teaching, um, you know, advisors from all around the country uh, some some you know concepts and some different things like that. And we had a good discussion. the 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 topic was basically teaching teaching these financial advisors how important it is to show their clients how to put cash or, or how to drive cash or generate cash into their portfolios in retirement years versus uh, so that you're not selling off shares of ownership so that you keep your principal but you're 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 just getting more and more investments and and it was it was very interesting uh, because you know we had lots of Q&A and and lots of questions from the audience were fired up at me and one of the things that, that a lot of people overlook, and it, 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 I, I see it all the time, actually, but, but one of the things that a lot of people overlook is when investors are growing their money in the growth stage of their life, they fail to understand how to and the importance of moving those investments into a growth and income-producing standpoint or, 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 or situation once they get very close or in retirement because when you hit that retirement age and you need to start receiving income back from your investments you also have to keep your money growing to outpace taxes and inflation for the 20 or 30 years that you retire 
So it's important to really understand how to slowly, systematically do that, okay? And, you know, a lot of times when, I, when I'm working with somebody, let's say they're 40 years old, and we're putting money away in stocks and mutual funds and ETFs and all this kind of stuff, a lot of times we will pick a good growth and income fund at that age as sort of a cornerstone, a moderate type of a risk, lower risk type of a fund, but as they feed that fund all these years of their lives, they're already in position to start receiving income out of it in retirement years. And it's, you know, so, so it's important to really understand that because your growth investments aren't really conducive for producing lots of income in your retirement years. Because when you get to retirement, as many people will know, and I can see a lot of people driving around the Beltway right now shaking their head, it's all about cash flow, isn't it? It's not about growth. It's not about this, that, or the other. It is about cash flow each and every month. How's my cash flow doing? That's what it's about once you hit into the retirement years. Mm -hmm. So you want to understand how to do that in looking at different bonds, dividends, options, possibly annuities, um, systematic withdrawal programs, having cash flow appointments, having cash flow conversations with your financial advisors, very, very important. Making sure that money lasts, yeah. That's right. Making sure the money lasts, Chris. No doubt about that. Quick question, though. When you were in Vegas, did you see any good shows when you were there? I did. Yeah? Some yeah, stuff? I did. I saw a, a rock concert. I saw Don Felder and Sticks. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it yeah. was fun. I, I imagine there's a few Elvis impersonators on the street, as there always is, and that kind of thing. There, there are. I walked out on the street one night and uh, got some free entertainment out there. <laughs> <laughs> so. Vegas is crazy. That's but sure. no, the, the, the conference was very, very good. Um, awesome. And yeah, so we, we, you know, we learned a lot and, and uh, had lots of Q&A on it. And um, it's always good, you know, when you're presenting, you know, you always really know your subject matter well. So yeah. I was able to study up and, and, and do some things there. Um, but, cool. you know, a couple of takeaways, though, that 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 I, I see and that I, I figured out is that, you know, again, people people don't understand how to how to make sure you have growth and in income in retirement years. And they lack that that confidence of the cash flow conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's important when when you're sitting down with your financial advisor. It, it is very very important, you know, to to focus on how are we going to get our cash flow from our investments. Which investments are we going to pull money out of? Are they designed to do that today? If not, how do we shift them in such a way that they are designed to give us both growth and income in the future? What is the plan? Show me in a financial plan. Which piles of money, which investments? Are we going to take money from this joint account? Are we going to take money from the bank? Are we going to take money from our retirement plan? What is the system? How do you design? How do you envision pulling the dollars out? Show me in the financial plan the cash flow that it's going to meet my needs because it's very, very important to do that. And that's one of the biggest overlooked looked ways. People just think, oh, okay, I got this pile of money. What am I going to do, you know? Yeah. But it matters. It matters from a tax perspective, which investments you're going to pull out. It matters from a, a, a standpoint of is this investment going to pull out dividends and interest so I keep the principal, or am I going to have to sell a little bit of principal each and every month? Well, it matters from a lifestyle point of view, too, where, where I may be able to keep my lifestyle or where I have to go lower or higher as the case may be. It does. It does. What's my liquidity of all of this, too? So big, big questions when it comes to all of that. So, 
Hey, give us a ring here at 855-ROSE-123 if you have any questions at all on cash flow, the construction of financial plans. What happened in the markets the other day? Are you concerned? Do you have questions about it? Can this sell-off continue? Give us a call, 855-ROSE-123, with any of your financial planning or investment questions. You're listening to Larry Rosenthal, Making Money Sense. We'll be back in a moment. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Housing prices and interest rates have started to move up. This may be your last chance to take advantage of low rates and housing bargains. If you're considering purchasing a home within the next year, you need to call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage First to take advantage of his Loan First program. This can give you a winning bid over the competition, even when you come up against cash offers. The Loan First program will have you fully pre-approved so that you understand all aspects of your loan before you start looking for your dream home. Buy in confidence when you have your Loan First certificate, which shows the seller your loan is already pre-approved, and they can avoid any unnecessary negative surprises at settlement. Troy's been helping homeowners for over 20 years in the D.C. metro area, and he and his team are ready to help you. Call him today at 571-490-7117. That's 571-490-7117 for your loan first pre-approved certificate, 571-490-7117, or simply visit his website at anyhomeloans.com. Remember, you want control when you're making an offer on a home. Get your loan first certificate. Call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage, 571-490-7117. Troy Turow and McLean Mortgage Corporations in MLS number 5618 and 99665. You're listening to The Larry Rosenthal Show on 105.1 FM WAVA. This is the Larry Rosenthal Show. If you'd like to talk to Larry right now about any of the questions that have come up in your mind on your portfolio or anything financial, then here's your phone number, 855-767-3123. Call that number right now if you have any questions for Larry, 855-ROSE-123. Larry? Sure, Chris. So one of the things, you know, beginning in the beginning of a year here, first quarter of a year, we want to talk a little bit about the rules of inherited IRAs. It's very, very complicated, but when someone passes and there's money in IRAs, <clears throat> who does the money go to? Obviously, it goes to the beneficiary, right? You think, There's yeah. two types of beneficiaries. There's either a spousal beneficiary or a non-spousal beneficiary. So what are the rules when it comes to this? So first of all, understanding who's taking withdrawals on retirement accounts over the past year, the latest data that we have is, is 2016, obviously. But people over age 70 and a half, 91% of them are citing the reason that they're taking income is because of the required minimum distributions. So when you're 70 and a half, you have to take income. You have to take money out of your IRAs. I think a lot of people know that who are over 70 and a half. That's a big um, number, 90%, huh? 91%, that's correct. That tells me that they're deferring, 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 deferring right. their taxes, which is a good thing, all right? 2% are taking it because of a lump sum need. 4% are taking it because they need to live off of it, okay? Um, and then just some other odds and ends for, for, for the reasons. Whereas people under 70 and a half, um, 32% of it are taking it because of their required distribution. Those are inherited IRAs, and I'm going to swing back to that point in a moment. 
But other people under 70 and a half, 36% of people are taking, saying, hey, when I receive it, I'm taking a lump sum out of this puppy, right? 36% of it, mm. which means a lot of that money is being, being spent, and people are undersaved. We already know that. My point is this, is that when someone passes and you receive as an inheritance IRA money, money that's never been taxed, I'm just going to talk about a non-spousal beneficiary right now. Uh, because a spousal beneficiary is very easy, and I'll explain that in a moment. A non-spousal beneficiary can receive the money, and, and, and he or she has a few choices in what to do with the money. First of all, they can take a lump sum distribution of the dollars, right? So suppose you receive $250,000 in an IRA, and then all of a sudden <clears throat> you decide, hey, you know what? I'm going to take a lump sum on this thing, and boom, you drop $250,000 of taxable income into your lap. But at least you got the money, right? The other choice that you can do is that you can take what's called a five-year distribution rule. In other words, the assets can stay in the account growing tax-deferred for as long as five years, or you can take a little bit out each year, but at the end of the five-year period of time, the entire account has to be liquidated in order for the IRS to get their taxes. There's a little exception to this rule, and this rule states that if the owner, the original owner of the IRA died over 70 and a half, then you're not allowed to do this five-year payout rule, which is kind of a crazy rule, Chris, but that's the deal. Mm. Okay. The third way is to take what's called a stretch IRA or a multi-generational IRA or the lifetime tax advantage IRA. In other words, you can stretch the income out over your lifetime. So you can just take a little bit out each year. The IRS says, hey, you know what? You're, you're 47 years old. You're going to receive this money from your parents or whatever the case may be. And then, boom, you don't have to take a lump sum. You can simply take a stretch a little bit each year. The IRS says, we'll let you continue to grow the money tax deferred. However, you're going to have to pull a little bit out each year because we want a little bit of our money back, right? Mm -hmm. So that's a very efficient way because now the money is continuing to grow and producing income for yourself. Now, one of the advantage of this is that at any time, even if you're under 59 and a half, you can take the money out in a lump sum. You just have to pay ordinary income taxes on it. But it avoids the 10% penalty also. So so three different ways. And, of course, the fourth way is just to disclaim the inherited funds and say, hey, I don't want it. Give it to the other beneficiary. Yeah, so that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. <laughs> um, but there are estate planning reasons why that does happen. Oh, From okay. time to time, I actually know somebody I, I, uh, who, who that happened to. Uh, she's a friend of mine in the industry. She's a financial advisor. And she actually called me up and said, hey, I received this money. I don't really need it. How do I dis disclaim it? And I explained it to her, and it went to her kids. So well, that's a good thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was very good. Um, but but my point is this: is that there's lots of different ways to receive these dollars, and if you're not aware of them, then you could end up paying um, an excessive, unnecessary early tax on inherited money, and nobody wants to do that, right? You talk about that all the time. That is the biggest, biggest thing in financial planning that can really wreck you or make you is good tax planning. 
No doubt about it. Taxes are the most expensive thing inside any investments at all. That That mm. is true. Hey, which, by the way, we're going to be rolling out some seminars here uh, coming up next month on, on the tax changes and, and all different kinds of things. And looking forward to seeing you and your Uncle Sam hat again. Talk, uh, maybe I should do taxes. that. Yep. Maybe I should have do one that. of those. That's true. That would be fun. <laughs> it would be. Get a big old Uncle Sam hat. You know, I think I did that years ago. You did a long time ago. Yep, I remember. Yeah, yeah, and on some other tax changes that we had. Yeah. So it's all good. So, so you know, understand the, the rules for inherited IRAs. It's very important. And and also, the, an inherited IRA cannot be commingled with another IRA. You have to keep it separate. It's always going to be a separate account. As far as spouses go, they can just roll the money over tax-free. They don't have to monkey around with any of this stuff that I was just talking about. But the rules of receiving <clears throat> excuse me, money that's never been taxed before are very complicated. Make sure you sit down with your, your tax advisor or your financial advisor who understands this stuff very, very uh, uh, well because the rules are complicated. There's, there's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. It's very important to, to, to understand all that. So, If you ever do do another seminar, which I, I know you will here very soon, I've known in the past where you've like held up a dollar bill or a ten dollar bill or a hundred dollar bill or whatever. Who wants this? Yeah, just to, just as a word of advice, if you're listening and you go to a seminar and Larry does that, go grab it. Go grab it quick because it's gone. You know, <laughs> there's like that. I think you do some sort of a thing with that, if I remember right. That's a great lesson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go grab right. the money. It's it's yep. there. Don't just wait for somebody else. Just go get it. But it, yep. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And, and it's the person with the least money who gets the best rate of return in that <laughs> example. You'll just have to come out and see it. That's all, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how looking, to illustrate that over the radio. Looking forward to that. That'll be neat. <laughs> Lots of fun. Lots of fun. So uh, anyway, Chris, I can't wait to see what happens in the markets next week. I think they're going back up. I think it's gonna. I think it's just a momentary blip. I think people are. It's just been doing so well for so long. People are taking a little money off the table. There's been a lot of profit in there. I would think. Well, some of that's probably happened. I mean, it was an orderly sale yesterday, yeah. and you know, it's based off of fears of inflation, and yeah. you know, rightfully so. But uh, just you know, I think it's a little bit ahead of itself to sell off. So we'll we'll see. We'll see where but it goes. It's, right? it's always good for an adjustment from time to time. No doubt about gotcha. it. Gotcha. I think we're taking a break. Give us a ring here, 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. we be back with more of the Larry Rosenthal Show. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Remember those kids that you keep your kids away from? Those kids that society doesn't seem to know what to do with? That kid you saw on the street corner last week? Remember that kid that, well, you feel sorry for? The dropout, the pregnant teen, the drug addict. Those are the kids that Youth for Tomorrow wants to reach. And Youth for Tomorrow has reached nearly 800 children since opening its doors in 1986. That's 800 young men and women helped to become responsible and effective members of society. The founder and chairman of Youth for Tomorrow, former Washington Redskins coach and current NASCAR team owner Joe Gibbs, says if we don't do what we can to influence our young people, there are plenty of others who will in the wrong direction. 
For more information about Youth for Tomorrow, call 703-368-7995 or go to youthfortomorrow.org. You can help turn a negative into a positive. Call 703-368-7995 or go to youthfortomorrow.org. You are listening to The Larry Rosenthal Show. If you'd like to dial in, here's the telephone number, 855-767-3123. You can talk to Larry Rosenthal right now live on the radio with any questions that you have, 855-ROSE-123. Give Larry a call right now. Larry. So, Chris, at the top of the show, we were talking about keeping it real, getting back to basics, basic blocking and tackling, you know, in your portfolios, making sure that you have your eye on the downside risk of everything. How about a little basic blocking and tackling Keeping some things basic here, you know, First Timothy chapter 6, verse 10 says, For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Uh, that's an often misquoted uh, uh, passage mm-hmm. in the Bible because people say, oh, forget the, about that root love part. of money is the root of all evil. No, it's a root of all kinds of evil. Yeah, a little bit of a difference there. You know, when you when you make money your number one priority in life, that just isn't right. Mm-mm. It's not good. So we need to keep an eye on that as well. Understand what our responsibility is and, and, and whose money it ultimately is. It's a little short sighted, too, if you really want to put all of your eggs in that basket, because that basket's going to be empty here, you know, at the end of your life. And then what are you going to do? You know? Oh, money wise. Yeah. 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 I mean, you got to think about that. I mean, we live in a, in a we're mortal and we've got to go back to our maker. And when we go back and we say, hey, you know, I really love that basket of money. And I didn't love you as much as I should, I think. We need to consider that because in the end, like you said, it's all about being a good steward with what he gives us, you know. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. Imagine answering the question, what did we do for him? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's... I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a good one. That's a good one to keep our eyes on. You know, you always want to keep your eyes on, on the spiritual end of things. You know, keep our eyes on eternity, on heaven. And especially when it comes to dealing with money and, and how you're going to deal with it and, and how you're going to control it. And money takes on the form of the owner, too. Yep. You know, it can be yeah. used for many, many good things. Kind of yeah. like dogs. Have you ever noticed that? Dogs do that, too. They sort of look like the owner. At least it's been my experience. No? Okay. Not so I don't know. I'm not going there. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, no, I mean, okay. Dogs look like your owner? Well, no, I mean, <laughs> some people think that, that, that as you get a relationship with your pet, that they, you know, they kind of look like they eventually start looking like, okay, never mind. I just forget what I said. <laughs> you're working with like a whole team of people, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Some people might say I'm not working with uh, with a full deck either. So. <laughs> That's a pretty good one, though. Yeah. All right, man. <laughs> well, hey, Chris, surprise, it's retirement time, right? Yeah. Uh, so taking a look at some numbers here, a lot of people end up retiring a little bit earlier and for reasons that they weren't so – that they weren't really planning on. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of, a lot lot of of workers expecting to retire uh, before age uh, 60 was about 8%, whereas actually 35% of them retired. Wow. People that were that said, hey, I'm going to retire between 60 and 64 was about 16%, but yet 34% of them actually retired during that period of time. And a lot of people who retired at said, I'm going to retire at 65, 26% of the people in the survey said, yeah, I'm going to retire at 65. Only 8% of them did. Hmm. Okay. 
Um, so and 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 then it pushes out sixty six to sixty nine. People said, hey, eleven percent of us said we're going to retire during that time frame, and seven percent of them actually did. Whereas people over seventy, thirty two percent of people in the survey said we're going to retire at seventy or over, and only eight percent of them did. And what site what what the issue is here is health. People said their health jumped in and forced them or encouraged them anyway to retire at different ages along along the path. So it's kind of like a surprise. Your retirement here is, you know, it's retirement time in three months. Are you ready? That's wealth right there, keeping yourself healthy. There's a, that's a form of wealth. Yeah, that is. Yeah. That is. So the expectations and the reality of when people punch that retirement button are, are, are vastly different. So we need to be ready. So what are some of the steps that we can do um, in order to reach that retirement age that we desire we want to retire at, right? You know, topics that, that sort of push back and forth on the ultimate retirement decision. Uh, one is our health, as I was just mentioning. <clears throat> you know, it's important. Another one is giving up the comfort of that paycheck, which is sort of a topic that we're, that I was talking about, I was teaching about in Las Vegas last week at the investment conference, which was, you know, giving up that paycheck or basically having series of cash flow intensive meetings. You know, suppose somebody says, hey, I'm, I'm 64 years old, I'm going to retire at 65. <clears throat> well, at 62 or 63, you need to be working with your financial advisor and be talking to him or her about the cash flow necessities that you're going to need. Your meetings at that particular point moving up to that retirement date are going to be very focused, or they should be very focused if you're doing it correctly, on the cash flow. Where's the money coming from? I can't tell you how important this really is. But you're, you know, you're giving up this comfort of this paycheck that you've had for decades and now you're going to turn around and your your savings and your investments are going to pay you for the rest of your life. Are you confident in this? Mm. Um, what about you're going to be giving up your free money that your employer matches in your retirement plan? So suppose you're putting in 4%, your employer might be putting in 3. That's 7% going towards savings, right? Now that's not going to happen anymore because you're not working. Right? So some other subjects that sort of push and pull against the retirement decision date, reducing in daily interactions with people that you've been working with for years. Oh, yeah, the social. The social, uh, the social aspect of it. That's correct. Right. That's correct. You know, um, you know what, is, what is your game plan for when you ultimately retire? How often have you reviewed your financial plan? A lot of people, and, and this is a big problem in our industry, too. I see this a lot. So a new prospective client will come in and visit with us, and they'll and I'll say, "Have you ever had a financial plan?" They say, "Yeah, I work from a financial plan." And okay, when was the last time you had it? And, and they say, "Oh, well, I had I had a financial plan done in in 2014." So you mean it's not being updated each year, at least once a year? No, no, we just started with it, and, and that's that's an issue too, that I see a lot it's of. It's just a misconception that it needs to be updated and modified all the time. Well, it does because yeah. it's just a it's just a picture. It's just a point in time, of of uh, uh, you know what thing what things look like at that particular moment in time. You know, um, what are people going to do with their free time when they hit retirement? You know, hey, it's going to be great, but a lot of times it's intimidating. I people. think you and I are going to go parachuting or something like that. Parachuting, yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> How about parasailing? <laughs> okay, sure. It's a little closer to the ground. I'll give you that. Yeah, at least there's water, right? Yeah, you can fall on something soft. 
Yeah. So I don't know. It still probably hurt a lot. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I asked when I was in in uh, when I was teaching this class in in, in Vegas. Now, now again, you know, there's there's advisors in there from all around the country, and there was a point when I asked them, and we were talking about this question. You know, what are you going to do with your free time? You know, you want to be talking to your clients about that, and I said, how many of you, by a raise of hand, by a show of hands, if you were to retire in two months, know what you'd be doing? And only a few of them raised their hand. And and so many people just focus on getting up to that retirement date and not really thinking, what's life going to be like after retirement? What do I really want to do? You know, do I want to learn how to work with wood? Do I want to do work at the church? Do I want to teach? Do I want to, you know, uh, whatever it is that you want to do. You know, but there's a lot of people that don't really do that. They just wake up and go, okay, what are we going to do today? A lot of people go back to work. (laughs) A lot of people do go back to work. That's correct. And that that. is a choice. Yeah. That is a choice. I I have so many clients that that, that retire, and then several months later they say, you know, I'm going to take a part-time consulting job and this, that, and the other. Because they want to stay in the game. They want to stay fresh. They want to stay socialized. Um, you know, but they want to work on their terms now instead of being stressed. Maybe they really like what they're doing, but they're just tired of the stress and, and the pressure. So they, 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 they walk out, they retire, and they go back and say, you know what? All right, I can plug 20, 20, 25 hours a weekend, but now it's on my terms and when I want to do this. And, and, and it's, it's really interesting to see a lot of people doing that. And, and there's nothing wrong with it either, nothing at all. So, um, you know, are you in the right retirement house? Put that into your financial plan. Are you in the correct retirement house? What is your plans? What are your plans for this current home that you're in? Are you going to downsize? Well, if you're going to downsize, you're going to stay in the area. You're going to move. Where are your kids? Where are your grandkids at? All these types of of non-financial numbers really play into what you put into your financial plan in retirement. You know, we had that discussion a while back, and it's kind of interesting when you think about your grandkids and your kids, and when they move away somewhere or they go somewhere and then you move to be with them, what happens if they decide to move again, right? It happens a lot. It does. It happens a lot. Chris, I've seen people now, more, more so than people would be surprised, renting in retirement years. And that's one of the main reasons. Yeah, because the family's still building their income and making their career, so they could be going somewhere. And if you're just renting, it's not such a big deal. That's correct. That's correct. Plus, think about it. You, you, you sell your home and you cash out all the equity in your home. You know, that's better than any reverse mortgage can do for you, right? True. So lots of decisions here, lots of non-number-crunching type topics that sort of bend and mold and shape that retirement plan. Uh, where you're going to live, you know. I mean, just just think about you know the feeling of being able to have the flexibility to move and follow your kids or grandkids. What do you think about um, an RV? Should they just get a big RV to follow them around in? And just it's out? on the road, baby. Yeah, just you know, park it outside the house, right? You'd be surprised at the size of RV Nation. Oh yeah, very large. Is yep. it? Very large. Yep. Wow. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. So, you know, where, where are you going to socialize with people? Who are you going to go to lunch with? What, how are you going to do the maintenance in your home? You know, all these types of decisions come in, come into playing with, with, with the financial plan, with the retirement deadline or, or the retirement finish line, I should say. Um, and, and then again, it gets back to, you know, how, how are you going to invest 
to make sure that your dollars are, are pushing the income you need each month in a tax-efficient manner from a reliable source so that your income is, is sort of dependent versus, uh, you know, guessing type, type of a scenario there. Um, how are your cars positioned? Are your cars okay? Uh, are you going to need new cars in the future during retirement years? You know, most people end up getting three cars in retirement. Whether you lease them or buy them is another question, right? That's correct. Or you buy a new car or a new used car or you lease a car, whatever the case is, most people get three new cars in retirement years. You know, if you get a new car every every seven years, that's, that's you know, three cars probably in the course of that. Is that included into your cash flow? Uh, retirement plan. So, you know, lots of things to sort of consider there in building the the ends of the financial plan. Hey, give us a ring here at 855-ROSE-123 if you have questions on how to construct your financial plan or the markets, or if you're worried about the markets continuing to sell off, give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. You're listening to Making Money Sense, and I'll be back in a moment. listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Have you ever wanted to be part of something big? Nonprofit organization called Stars Children Africa. Do you want to be a part of something that changes a child's life? Orphans who are high school age who would not have a chance to get education otherwise. Now you can be part of something that brings hope. What we do is we actually pay for the school fees. For about the cost of a new suit, you can change an orphan's future for a whole year. We pay for the school fees, and that averages around $500 to $550 a year total. That means food, lodging, the teaching, the education part, the the uniform, that whole thing. Call now, 703-201-2494. Or go to starschildrenafrica.org. For a dollar and a half a day, one child would be educated for that year in high school. 703-201-2494. Call right now. For $500 a year, you can change an orphan's life. 703-201-2494. Housing prices and interest rates have started to move up. This may be your last chance to take advantage of low rates and housing bargains. If you're considering purchasing a home within the next year, you need to call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage First to take advantage of his Loan First program. This can give you a winning bid over the competition, even when you come up against cash offers. The Loan First program will have you fully pre-approved so that you understand all aspects of your loan before you start looking for your dream home. Buy in confidence when you have your Loan First certificate, which shows the seller your loan is already pre-approved, and they can avoid any unnecessary negative surprises at settlement. Troy's been helping homeowners for over 20 years in the D.C. metro area, and he and his team are ready to help you. Call him today at 571-490-7117. That's 571-490-7117 for your loan first pre-approved certificate, 571-490-7117, or simply visit his website at anyhomeloans.com. Remember, you want control when you're making an offer on a home. Get your loan first certificate. Call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage, 571-490-7117. Troy Turow and McLean Mortgage Corporations, NMLS, number 5618 and 99665. Okay, so where's my Patriot Fight song here? I was looking for that. I mean, it's the Super Bowl Sunday thing coming up, right, Larry? Just a minute or so? Just around the corner? It is. Yeah, uh, who, are you, who are you voting for? 
I thought, yeah, I'm in a conundrum, Chris. You're, you're in a conundrum. Family members that live up in the Philly area, and uh, you know, being a Redskin fan, it's tough. Oh, so. yeah. And the, I think you've got a couple of neighbors in your office that may try to lock your door on Monday. If <laughs> this is true. This <laughs> you is vote true for somebody. So. It'll be interesting to see if the Patriots can pull it off again. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I think it'll be a pretty neat game. I, I think it'll be a good game. I mean, I that's what you want, game. right? You want a good game. You don't want to run away one way or the other. It just doesn't make Super Bowl Sunday any fun. No, no, not at all. So it'll be neat not to see that all. game. So you're Patriots. You going with the Patriots this year? Oh, I don't know who. We'll have to see. You Bob? Know. Yeah, Bob's, a, Bob's going with Pats. He's Is he? Thumbs up. Okay. Well, that's who's going to win then because he's always right. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard it here. <laughs> You've heard it here. Bob in the back, Patriots. Yeah, Bob in the back, Patriot, man. The deal. Well, no, I hope it's a good game. Yeah, That's me too. Sure. Wish the Redskins were in it, but you know. Maybe When's that going to happen again? Next year. Okay. Come on. I'm holding you to it. Come yeah, on. Been missing them in the in this in the playoffs. <laughs> been missing them. Well, we have, yeah. but uh, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully soon the skins will come back. Yeah, this we'll, next year's going to be our baseball year too, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. All I, you know, uh, what is it? February fourteenth, pitchers and catchers report. So it's Super Bowl weekend, and we're talking about baseball. <laughs> That's not right. We're talking about baseball well, Monday. Okay, okay, you got it. <laughs> Monday. Uh, that'll be the deal there. So. Uh, well, hey, if you all want to get a get, uh, list of, of anything that we talked about here today, the, the do's and don'ts of retirement, you know, some of these non-number crunching concepts, then, then uh, give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123, or simply go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and you can shoot me off an email. Be happy to send you out a list of of some of the things that we were talking about today, as well as the retirement, uh, the importance of the retirement cash flow scenarios. It, 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 it is a big overlooked portion in, in financial planning. It is a big blind spot. It's a question that doesn't get brought up a lot. Yeah. But it is important to understand how to make your investments produce the income that you really need. We've so. got a couple of minutes left to talk to Gloria from Manassas, if you'd like. Sure. Go ahead. Go ahead, Gloria. What's your question today for Larry? Hi, Larry. Good morning. Good morning. Um, my husband and myself are retired. We have like four four hundred thousand in savings. Uh, we have three children. Should we just leave it there and then when we pass away it's divided because we're gonna make we make it well made a will divided for them? Or can we do anything else with it? Well, Gloria, you can do whatever you wish with it. I mean, if your objective is to, do you, you know, do you have to live off of some of this money first and then pass on what's left over? Well, maybe could we live off our social and also, but maybe it will come to the point where we need to live off some of it. Could be. So maybe, you know, do you, do you have a will or a trust in place that, that says or states clearly what to do with these dollars if you and your husband pass? We have a will. Okay. And, and are these accounts um, at the bank, you said? Yes. Okay. And as long as you're comfortable with how things are passing, then, then that's okay. Now, if you were to just leave it up to to these dollars passing through the will, then it's going to go through probate. If you were to change the account registration at the 
um, at the bank to making it a POD, uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, yeah, POD, a payable on death account, then it means that if you pass, then the kids will get that money right away and it will avoid the court's distribution process of probate. So, so, so you may want to look into that a little bit. So to have the bank transfer it to that POD account. Yes, that way it avoids the probate process and, and court fees and time delays possibly. But I would do that if I didn't have a will, right? You would do that if you had a will or not a will. Okay. Yes. If you like, I'll send you some information out on it if you like. Okay. Okay, well, let me place you on hold here, and we'll, we'll send you some information out. Just a moment. Chris, do we have time to uh, speak with Jerry? No, we're, we're out of time here for today, unfortunately. We'll catch you okay, off I've the got air. some callers on hold, and I'll go ahead and stay in the studio and answer your questions. If you want to give us a ring, give us a call, 855-ROSE-123. So for Bob in the back and Chris McKay, I'm Larry Rosendahl. Have a wonderful weekend. Have a good Super Bowl celebration weekend hey, tomorrow. We'll be back next Saturday in another session of Making Money Sense, the Larry Rosenthal Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.